1: Everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Liliana Vasquez. What
0: an introduction! The one and only. I feel like I should be on WWE or something.
1: I mean, well, I really should have said author, style expert, Emmy-winning TV host. Aww, mom. I can go, mom, <laughs> um, podcaster.
0: Yes, my most. Important. And I think one of my proudest titles I've had so far in my career.
1: Welcome to the game.
0: Thank you. I'm going to have to learn all the ins and outs, tips and tricks from you because this is very new for me. I mean, I've been working on it a long time, but we just went live like six weeks ago.
1: I know. So how did so it's a great new podcast, Becoming an Icon. How did this podcast come about Tell me everything. I'll
0: tell you everything. So Becoming an Icon is really following the journeys of today's biggest Latinx stars. So when I say the name J-Lo, Shakira, Lin-Manuel Miranda, what do they all have in common? They changed the game when it came to music, and they did it on their own terms. And we're following their story. So the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows. We call it chisme in español, um, which means the gossip. <laughs> it's a little bit of chisme peppered in. And I always say that the podcast is a little bit like Behind the Music that used to be on VH1 for all of your very young listeners that maybe were not born in the 90s or the 80s They're right you're like, what are you They're talking like about? what's behind the music i say it's a lot of behind-the-music production style, but peppered in with a lot more sass and opinion, thanks to my amazing co-host, Joseph Carrillo, um, who also happens to be one of my closest friends in the world. So the two of us, I think, bring our personalities. I bring, you know, 10 years as an entertainment journalist. He brings a ton of celebrity access. He's a celebrity makeup artist. And we really share our memories about the music, which is the best way to connect to music. It's all about the memories and the nostalgia. Um, And it's a really interesting version of a podcast. A lot of podcasts are interview-based, like this one, right? Yes. Um, But ours is really rooted in a lot of storytelling with a lot
1: of sass. It is. I listen. Well, I mean, way to start. You start with Bad Bunny. Like, you're, you're, you're starting with a bang.
0: I mean, we had to. And I'm so happy that we did, but now I'm wishing we did another Bad Bunny episode because we just saw photos of Bad Bunny on a horse, with Kendall Jenner, and I thought, why do we not re-release another episode or re-release an old episode? Hopefully people will go back and find it because he is literally the moment. I say that about people that just have the pulse of what's happening. Bad Bunny is the moment right now. He's now invaded the Kardashians.
1: I know. Well, you know, when I saw he started with bad money, I'm like, yes, I listened, and we talked about great. It was a listen a great deep dive music and everything. But I'm like, what do you think of this? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, Chris oh. Jenner. You know, we, first of all, we are on location in studio in mm-hmm. West Hollywood. I mean, Chris Jenner, she runs this town, girl.
0: She runs this town. I mean. Rihanna does, but Kris Jenner runs like the town that you and I participate in. When it comes to entertainment and headlines, no one is a more masterful craftsman than Kris Jenner. Now, the Bad Bunny purist fan, like Boriqua in me, does not want to believe this because how could our island boy, like our golden boy, want to like go ride horses with Kendall in Malibu? Like it just doesn't make sense. And you know, I've spoken. To bad bunny on on a red carpet and his English has gotten so much better in the last two or three years but like what are they talking about what do they have in common like he is so purely boricua and has so much sabor like flavor <laughs> and not that Kendall doesn't I just don't think it's on par like I just don't want to believe it. But then again, you know what? Like opposites attract, and you've seen more odd couplings than that in Hollywood before. So maybe it's like an early spring fling.
1: I mean, well, do you believe it? Or do you think, you know, I mean, I, speak strange couples, we could refer to Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian.
0: Totally. And that lasted what, like six months?
1: Pretty long. Yeah. I mean, I
0: think that was, I think that was half real, half you know, orchestrated behind the scenes. I think Bad Bunny has a lot of projects happening right now. I think he's got WWE. I think he's already on top of the music game. But I think he wants to push deeper and further into, like, the U.S. market. Um, Globally, he doesn't need it. But I still meet people that don't know who he is. Or they'll say, oh, who's that Bad Bunny guy? Like, does he sing in Spanish? I'm shocked that nobody, some people don't know who he is. But maybe he feels like he needs world domination, And somebody whispered in his ear, the Jenners, the Kardashians, get after it. He called up Chris and Kendall's single. He's single. So they're around the same age. Around the same age. They're both incredibly good looking. They make a beautiful photo and it's a blending of cultures. They've never really stepped into the Latino dating pool as far as I know. Um, So, yeah, maybe this is a little bit of a setup, but I just hope it's not, like, long-lasting, eternal love. Like, I don't need to see Kendall Jenner in a Bad Bunny video. That would kind of kill it for me.
1: I mean, that's where this might be headed. No, no, no. no, (laughs) That is where this might be headed.
0: No, I don't think so. What do you think of them as a couple?
1: Look, I mean, I think it's the same thing that you're saying. Like, we haven't really seen Kendall. I mean, I guess because she was with Devin Booker for so long. Mm -hmm. And so—
0: But so private.
1: So private.
0: Which is a red flag to me because— All of a sudden, this woman, who is so fiercely protective and private of her personal life, in sharp contrast to her sister's, right, Right. protects this relationship with Devin for so long. We saw, what, five pictures of them over the course of however long they were dating. And now, all of a sudden, you just happen to be photographed leaving restaurants in WeHo and out in Malibu. That, to me, was the biggest red flag, is that her signaling to the world, I'm on a date with him, take pictures. Whereas for years, we never got like any photos of them, really.
1: And restaurants where, you know, you're going to be seen Mm -hmm. and but maybe she's just like, you know what? It's kind of like Kim after Kanye. Maybe she's just like, I just whatever is the most different is where I want to go with this. Well, this is
0: very different. (laughs) This is very different. So we'll see how it plays out. But I think you and I are on the same page thinking this has a lot to do with publicity and not so much to do with real
1: love. I think so. And, well, there is this song, Coco Chanel, by um, Bad Bunny, where, Mm -hmm. I mean, apparently they say he disses Devin Booker. I don't know if that's true, but, I mean, he says, but the sun in Puerto Rico is hotter than in Phoenix. She knows it.
0: I mean, could it be a dig? Sure. Sure. Could it be a coincidence? Probably. Does it rhyme better? Maybe. You just
1: don't want to see him on the I just horses. don't really want to believe
0: it. I just don't want to see them making a bad telenovela opening, riding horses in slow motion. Like I'm not here for it. And well, I'm okay with that. It's okay. That's kind of how a lot of my friends feel about this one.
1: Well, see, now you can do a follow-up on your podcast about that. <laughs> like this is like giving you content here. I know. As, Thank you,
0: Kendall. You
1: know, as we go to like more episodes. Well, I mean, you also mentioned JLo. I mean, you did your mm-hmm. most recent episode was about j-lo yes i mean listen so i'm like a madonna like madonna's my queen let's just put that out i mean if you didn't know i was gay well let's just say madonna's my queen <laughs> we have share second but oh,
0: interesting yeah. okay not celine
1: no I, you're well, not y- a celine fan no. okay now, it's like I'm like a weird. No, 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 no. I think that's actually like yeah. the one, two,
0: like the Madonna share. Yeah.
1: I, I get that. Like if there was no Madonna share, it would be the queen, but there is a Madonna. So <laughs> Cher has to take, but it's a very close second. Okay. okay. But having said all that, I mean, I've seen J Lo, you know, live. But what J Lo does on a stage is not humane like it's just it's she's not of this world no
0: she's she's otherworldly her performance at the super bowl i think is if it's any indication to what a show is like live with her is is incredible i've seen her so many times and it never disappoints it's like she is such an entertainer in the truest sense of that Word Right. Like there are people that can sing really well, there are people that can perform really well, there are people that can dance really well. And then somehow, some way she combines them all and she is just like the purest entertainer of them all.
1: She is. Now, I mean, not to just focus on everyone's relationship. Oh, no. But what?
0: What? what? Are you, well, I mean, I'm just— We're going to get there on the podcast, too. We're not there yet. We, we've, you we, guys are— Yeah, so we gave her six episodes on Becoming an Icon. I believe she is going to have the most episodes of any Icon— um as she
1: should as
0: she should Um, i mean bad bunny is like pushing for that crown with this jenner mess but she has six episodes and we do an entire episode just really about how her love life really drove so many of the lyrics and inspiration behind her music and she's got a new album coming out this is me now so there's a lot to talk about there but what were you going to
1: ask well i mean i just want this is not there's no loaded question i'm just curious you know You know our good friend Sarah Frazier, who we record with here twice a week. Well, I've been really concerned with her shapewear lately, so I ordered her the Super Power Short from Honey Love, and girlfriend is in love. Did you know that Honey love is your go-to for all things shapewear? they've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Now of course I needed feedback from Sarah now that I sent this to her. She told me she noticed that Honey Love's Superpower short really helped her distinguish between the areas she wanted more support in and those she needed less compression in. And I don't want to share Sarah's business but she said the garment doesn't roll down and it's bathroom friendly. And by the way Honey Love is more than just the superpower short. They have bras, tanks, leggings, everything for everyday support. Treat yourself to the best shaper on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com with code VELVET. Use code VELVET at honeylove.com. Wait, let me say it again in case you missed it. Treat yourself to the best shaper on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com with the code VELVET. Use code VELVET at honeylove.com are you for Benifer, Oh my God, you, yes. You are, right?
0: I was for Benifer 1.0. Like I thought this is, this is magic. Like I remember looking at that being like, wow, like these two beautiful people found each other. You know, again, another kind of unlikely pairing, but something about that one felt right to me. I yeah. think because Ben is from like, Boston and she's from the Bronx and you know they're polar opposites in the sense of like the teams they support the food that they eat the way the accent but at the same time there is like a realness and an authenticity to people from Boston and people from New York and I felt like that was such a good match for them even though they've both been transplanted out of these worlds that they grew up in to like glitzy Hollywood They still, I think, have a lot of that grit and, like, street about them. And I liked that pairing the first time. I was sad when it ended. I think their lethal mistake was opening their lives up too much, too early. Um, I think they've done a much better job this time around. And I also think that, you know, people change a lot in 20 years. Like, you hope that we grow and evolve and get better and just kind of, like, do better for ourselves. And I think they found each other. I mean, it's a true, like, modern-day fairy
1: tale kind of right and like, like who
0: I, doesn't want to rekindle you know like yeah a love that maybe just was the wrong timing you know think about like exes that you've had and you go you think of them fondly and think wow you know what that was just like wrong time that's it everything else was perfect but that was just the wrong time
1: yeah and I think you know if you lose J-Lo like look even A-Rod kind of realized like I fucked up so mm-hmm. I think if you lose her right yeah Ben, I think, really just sat there pining for years and just had this chance. And I think, you know, like he to me looks at her like he's like re- – like he's probably treats her so well, I'm right? Sure. i sure. I mean I've made up my own backstory in my head, but I, this is what I see. I mean
0: how could you not? Like she – what does she not bring to the table, right? And right. I'm not saying that – It's obviously us from looks because we have seen many, many beautiful, gorgeous, successful women be cheated on by men in Hollywood. Like this happens all the time. This happens all the time in real life, not just Hollywood. But it's like I feel like she brings so much and is such a good – influence on him as well. And not that Jen Garner wasn't, right? But different time, different relationship. And I think he's learned a lot from that relationship. Sometimes you need the learner relationship, like the training wheels, right? Like you need training wheels. And sometimes that's what that person is for you. Then you take them off and then you soar. And then you just need to find your partner to soar with.
1: True. And, you know, he had some rough times there, Mm -hmm. some struggles. So I think he has got his life back on track, but I think she helps, and I think he realizes, like, my life at times was a mess, and, like, I'm lucky that I'm here. That, that's and just I, how I feel, right. and, I can't, and I appreciate that, And I can't
0: believe she gave me another chance, right? right? Like, in right. all of this. And don't you find that when they're equals, it just works better? Like, yes. I just feel like—
1: You didn't think her and Mark Anthony were equals?
0: I think it was so different, and I think that, you know, she's—I think she dealt with a lot of real— toxic men. She had like a little batch of, you know, Puff Daddy, like Mark Anthony. A-Rod. A-Rod. And I think that coming out of out of that, I think she has met her match. Like, he, Ben is her equal, right? Like, he stands yeah. on his own two feet. And Mark Anthony, musically, I actually think is far superior to JLo's talent. Like, I think his talent, I mean...
1: Is amazing.
0: Mark Anthony, it, despite his role as her husband and as a serial cheater... I didn't say that, but I did. Um, musically, like, unmatched. Like, he's incredible. Also, like, talk about a performer. But he didn't have the same level of fame that she did. He's not glo- no. he's not the global superstar icon that J-Lo is to most people. To me and to, like, people that love Latin music, of course he is. He stands on his own. But I just feel like they're a better match. I feel like Jennifer and Ben are just pure equals.
1: I I would right. Cried. He's got an
0: Oscar. Like I mean, he's
1: so all this stuff at the Emmys and this. You just it's all you make. No, it just it is what it no, is. I, and I actually, mean, we all know how that works. And I
0: also like love that Ben is just so comfortable being himself that he doesn't care if he's at the Grammys. Like he's like looking around, like what, what is going on here? I don't want to dance to Bad Money, and he's like, I'm, I'm not going to. He right. doesn't have to perform for her or for us. And I think she probably finds that really sexy. Like he's not putting on a show for anyone. He's right. super confident in being exactly his authentic self
1: because j it was grammys not emmys i was wrong because she, right she does seem under all that like you're know, like a real like down to earth like you know when you're she's not into all that pomp and circumstance i don't think because you and i know her so well of course I mean
0: obviously we've been invited to her home many times like right. she, i can text her right now and ask her right what had really happened listen i think that she does not live like a life that you and I live, right? right? Like, her world is very different than ours. But I actually think she likes, like, the boy from Boston. Yeah. She's Jenny from the block.
1: Yeah. I kind of think so, too. You know, you want the mega mansion and all that, of course. But one-on-one, you want to relate. Yeah, See, this is how we would be, right? (laughs) If we had that, we would still want the real connection. But, you know, yes. Yeah, like,
0: you want to be your truest self with somebody right and he has seen her from that point when they had the first round to now like he's been around for it maybe he wasn't like in her life day to day but he's seen her go through it they talk about it she's changed she's evolved I don't know I think it's nice they probably rooted each other on for years maybe and we don't know how often they were talking over that time we don't know were they like pen pals I like to think that they were who knows but we don't know
1: we don't know but don't I'm, know. I'm 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 as for it as you are
0: yay I love it. I hate I hate benifer haters like I'm not here for that like why
1: no. uh, well listen like at who first well look we thought this was a publicity stunt mm-hmm. right but then when we realized it wasn't I was like mm-hmm. yeah I'm here for this I mean you know, all the stereotypes that they say about J.Lo, I believe, are true, that she wants, she truly wants love, which she's, you can't knock someone for that, She's right? a hopeless
0: romantic. Yeah. She's like our modern-day Elizabeth Taylor, yeah. right? And, like, you got to respect that. Somebody that's willing to, like, love and hurt and love and hurt over and over again and is still, like, at the end of the day, the most important thing to me is love, like— I, I that's incredibly commendable. I can't do that, right? Like, I'm terrified. Right. I'm terrified.
1: Me. No one wants love advice from me. Let me tell you. <laughs> At least you're married. You have yes, a child. Totally.
0: But, like, you know, to I'm so pra- I think I'm so practical and analytical. To me, she just leads with her heart. Yeah. I think that's a really, really beautiful thing.
1: What's your sign?
0: I'm an Aries.
1: Okay, so I'm a Gemini. It's kind of you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're not ones to just expose ourselves. There is out no there. exposing. Yeah, there's no, no exposing here. Gemini's are just like, I feel this, but wait, now that th- that lasted for 30 seconds. Now let me take my mind and rationalize, it. and right. we're just going to sweep those feelings under the rug, and we're not going to have them here today. That's how many how
0: it lists do you make before a date?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. A first all, date. all of it, you know? We're like, okay, this doesn't look good on paper. Let's move along. No, but I, I'm like all for this. I'm good. really all I'm for this. I'm happy that
0: we're on the same page because I, I would otherwise have to convince you, I think. Yeah, if, no. If um, you weren't.
1: This is, I think it's, I think this has legs. I do. Even when they're like in the crowd with a paparazzi mm-hmm. and you could see he's like protecting her. He's he like understands, a man right. right. He
0: is. Like, like,
1: and he understands all that. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's that's, just. It I love really that you said that. Works. He
0: gets it, right? Yeah. Like he gets it. And I think he gets it he on was a different level.
1: paparazzi without her for years. I mean, he, you know, with his all whole his, his whole downfall, and that was like heavily documented. He
0: totally gets it. Whereas I feel like sometimes with A-Rod, I felt like he was smiling, and I'm like, she doesn't look that comfortable. Why are you so happy in this moment? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it looked like she was kind of like smiling for the cameras but you could tell inside she's like oh this is too much and A-Rod was like flashing his like grinny like fake teeth for the cameras and I was like I don't like this vibe I'm not into this where I feel like Ben is kind of like this is my woman like step back give her some space and like if you don't like you're gonna have to deal with me and like you can hire all the security in the world but like nothing makes you feel more protected than like having somebody be your protector
1: totally you know that's sexy You hosted E's Pop of the Morning and Mm -hmm. E's Morning News. Did you, like, grow up? Were you always into pop culture? Yes. Really? Always.
0: I think I've always been. I think what it was is I go back to kind of, like, growing up in my grandmother's house and with my mom and, you know, Latinos, and I hate to use stereotypes, but sometimes they're true. We love chismet. We love gossip, whether it's about our neighbors, our cousins, or, like, celebrities that we watch on television. So it's kind of part of our culture. Um... We talk a lot about other people. This sounds horrible, but it's no, true. We that's... we gossip a little bit, right? We're gossipy. Um, we like sit with our closest and we're like, did you hear? Did you know? Um, so I think I was born this way. And really? I've always loved entertainment. I've always been a fan of film and television. And, you know, like we call them artistas in Spanish. Um, and so it was really natural for me to kind of fall in love. Like I remember E! News in college. I remember looking up to like Juliana Rancic and thinking, oh my God, she has the best best job in the world. Like, that's my dream job. And then fast forward, and I actually got that job. Like, it still blows my mind. And it was short-lived, no thanks to COVID, um, but, you know, it was one of the most incredible opportunities that I've ever had in my career.
1: Yeah, E is, you know, you associate that E mm-hmm. with a gossip news. You just associate yeah, the I two mean, together.
0: Yeah, E Entertainment. It is the entertainment brand.
1: Do you have a favorite? Because I know you've done a lot of like red carpet interviews. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have a lot just in general, a favorite interview you've ever done?
0: Um, Oh, my gosh. A favorite interview. I mean, I have like bucket list interviews like Julia Roberts was one. Um, That's a good one. Hugh Jackman is another. Um, Valentino. Um, on the steps of the Met Gala. And that's a I mean, good there's, line. you know, I'm a fashion girl, too. So right. for me, like, sometimes those fashion interviews are just like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, who I else is... I love the
1: fashion. Like, I, I had Norma Kamali on. Like, I uh, I, I, just, I, love a good it's fashion It's just really chat. fun to, like, yeah.
0: talk to them. Like, they don't get enough of this airtime. Like, we are always talking to, like, ambassadors of the brand, right? Celebrities. Totally. But it's very different. Like, Donatella's on my bucket list. I would... L- I mean,
1: that's a good one. That's an amazing...
0: I mean, that's somebody I would love to speak with. Um, there's just, I mean, there's so many, but I would say it's more about experiences that I think I remember, um, like getting to host like an Oscar show with Jason Kennedy. Same thing. I mean, in the same way that I looked up to Juliana, like I would watch Jason and think like, wow, like I can't believe that, you know, he gets to do this. And then to stand next to him at the Oscars, right, the red carpet of all red carpets. I get to stand there in like a dress with your hair and makeup and be holding like the e-microphone, it felt otherworldly to me. It just, it felt like out of body. And I, so that to me is just probably one of my favorite moments that I ever got to have during my time at E! News.
1: Who else like would be on besides Donatella? Like, do you have any other ones on your bucket list? Um, I mean, it always changes, right? Like I've had a list and then you get certain people in your life. Yeah, totally. Wow.
0: He was on my bucket list for so long because I'm a Texan. um, And I actually have had the honor of interviewing him, I think, three times now. And one of the most generous, kind, funny, and real artists, I think, on the planet is Garth Brooks. Wow. Um, His music was like the soundtrack to my childhood, like growing up in Texas and even middle school and high school. And he is such a gentleman like I it's it's so funny I don't even like Southern like I've never dated a Southern guy like I grew up in Texas and I was already like ah, no let me look elsewhere but something about like a Southern gentleman in a cowboy hat I was you like that yeah but okay. I don't like
1: I actually, I'm i like okay I mean listen there's nothing wrong with it No, that. no, not,
0: nothing it's just never been my type but like when 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 you see Garth and he sees you and he knows he's coming over for an interview, and then he steps into, you know, you're you're lit, right? He steps yeah. into the light and he tips his hat at you. You're just like, "Oh my goodness." And then the way he talks about his wife, Trisha, like, it's magic. He's you're
1: like, this is a magical this is a
0: magical moment. He was on my bucket list for a very, very long time, also. And he's been wonderful.
1: So I've kind of talked about this before a few times. You guys know I'm a huge online gamer. It's like the only thing that gets me to take my mind off work in this podcast and actually helps me to relax. What I look for in my online games, I like, for, of course, I like a challenge and I'm very competitive, but I like a little drama. This is a reality TV podcast, you guys. And I like mystery. That's why I love June's Journey. I need like a little bit of a story, kind of like Real Housewives with my online games. You play as June Parker and there's all these hidden clues and it's a mystery and You know listen she her sister was murdered hello and it really challenges your observation skills and girlfriend june's journey is scandalous it really helps me uncover my inner detective i like figuring things out so listen if you like a challenge and you also want to take your mind off all the drama going on in the world or your own life i'm on chapter seven and i haven't even been playing for that long thank you very much See if you can catch up to me. So download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's right. Download June's Journey today for free, available on iOS and Android. Is there ever someone like where you've been really nervous and they were just so much nicer than you thought they were? going? Like Ooh, you made up your um, own backstory.
0: Kim Could, Kardashian. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think that a lot. where you
1: interview her? On the red um, carpet? On the red
0: carpet at the uh, CFDAs. Yeah, I interviewed her the night that JLo actually received her Icon Award. And I had never interviewed her on a red carpet, and i had never done a junket with her. So I was a little nervous. And I'd only ever heard really wonderful things. but Yeah, I've only
1: heard good things.
0: You never know, right? People have an off night. They're tired. Something happened. They got a bad text. They got bad news. And all I had ever heard was she was incredibly pleasant and the most professional person that most of my friends had ever interviewed. And I thought, okay, okay, but I'm still really nervous. What I love about Kim is that she knows how to get the job done. And she knows that the quicker she can give you the soundbite, the two soundbites that you need to turn a piece to air the next day, the quicker she can move on. I'm not going to sit there trying to extract information from her. And she's so smart and she's so good at her job that she's Again, steps into that light, microphone goes up. I ask her the question, and she doesn't just answer it to like placate me. She answers it with a sound bite that she knows that I can run in my show tomorrow. And that to me, as a producer and a host, is like the best feeling in the world because, you know, if you've ever stood on a red carpet and you're holding a mic and you're interviewing a huge celebrity in your head, you're trying to ask the questions. You're trying to maintain eye contact. You're trying to be in the moment, but you're also thinking, oh my God, is my executive producer going to like grill me when I get back and have nothing on this tape? And you're anxious and you're trying to keep that away because your job is to get those moments, right? Get my, I remember I have an old EP who always just said that. He's like, make a moment. You got to make a moment. And not every celebrity is as generous as Kim Kardashian. Oftentimes they- just want to go away. Like they just, they're done. They don't want to do press. They're contractually committed to doing press. Their publicist made them do it. And you feel it in the interview and you get nothing.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, I find, because look, I mean, my show gets a lot of press. So I am the executive producer. So I have learned over the many years the same exact thing. So Mm -hmm. there are certain people that I'll interview and it's like, you feel it here until you get it, 100%. Yeah. And you know which questions are going to do it. But it, a lot of them, right, fail. And I also find a lot of celebrities don't realize how to do it. Like, it's you almost think? like, I don't know. Do, what do you think? It's either one or the other. It's either like, or, they're, you know, you're not, you know, Kelly and Ryan or they're, right. they're like saving it. Yes. There's either yes. that or... Or they're just clueless. Because I've had a lot of people come on the show and then, you know, the phone rings in three weeks. And I'm like, honey, I mean, you, you've been in the business for 20 years. Why did you give this answer? I mean, that's not on me. So yeah. sometimes I'm like, is this, yeah. are you really happy? It's a whole mind game. I know. But, I mean, I wish people really about,
0: understood. Like oh, how I understand 100%. You get this. But, like, to everyone listening, like, it is such a hard job to sit across from them. And, you know, we just saw this happen to Ashley Graham at— The Oscars, right? Um, She asked Hugh Grant a question. It wasn't the best question, right? Like, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to say, I don't think it was a great question. Uh, I listened to the questions leading up to that. And I don't think those were great questions. But I don't think he had to be so rude to her. That's the thing, you know? But it's really, really hard to be live On a red carpet with all of that pressure. And then somebody shows up and just wants to make your job harder. That's what I always say. It's like, you can make my job so much easier. And in turn, I can make your three minutes with me so much easier. So let's be in service to each other and get this done. We all know the transact. It is a transactional relationship. Nothing irritates me more than red carpet reporters or entertainment journalists that somehow have decided that they are the star. Right. They think that they're their friend. They're their equals. That's not really how it works. It is a transactional relationship. You cover me well. I'm nice to you. You cover me neutral. I can still be nice to you. But at the end of the day, they're there doing a job. And it just irks me when I see that happening. I'm like, they're not your friend.
1: Totally. You, I, I agree <laughs> one billion percent. You know, like there's a lot of people like you and I were talking about the yeah. Hamptons before, like we'll meet up. There's a lot of people where you just it's an organic, mm-hmm. real connection. But yeah, for the most part. For the most part. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's like it's not. You know, because I also do a gossip show on this podcast and then it's all about me and it's my opinion. But when you do an interview, it's not and people are always like, God, you know, you you shut up and you let the other person like that's my job. Like that is it's not about me. I would love to just sit here and have the person talk. Totally. Like that's the goal. So, but I, yes, I'm yeah. it's so annoying when you're like, God, you're just it's not about you. It's I know. too much. Like, you know, every now and then just show I'm human, you like give a little something, of but course. that I'm is not, not saying, the job. Yeah, know. No, I, I agree 100%. And I'm not
0: saying act transactional. We are all there right. acting, right? right? Like we are, we're besties. Totally. Like we, me and Lizzo, we're like this in those three minutes. Right. But I guarantee if I saw Lizzo later that night out in New York, right. she wouldn't know who I was. And she certainly right. isn't giving me a hug or high-fiving me or saying, hey, totally. maybe she would. I don't right. I don't actually know Lizzo. I'm using that as an example. No, I, I totally um, get but it. But I, like another woman I feel like gets the job done on a red carpet, right? Like she knows. But the actual thing interview is a transaction.
1: 100%. I call it
0: celebrity by association.
1: It's it's true. <laughs> and it's like, it's just, no, it's so, God, I could talk it like for three hours. You're going to have to come back. No, because it's true. It's like... If you interview, I'll just use J-Lo as like an mm-hmm. example. Yeah. Like if I interviewed a J-Lo, it would, listen, I'm in charge. I'm driving. Mm-hmm. You're answering. Yes. It's a transaction. And then two days mm-hmm. later, I will be screaming in the front row at your show. And I will, you know, be paying the money for the meet and <laughs> greet. And I'll stand in line and I'll get my picture with you yeah. because you're J-Lo. And I don't expect right. to the backstage pass I? you know, who the hell am I? I'm not like Pitbull or like Mark You know, so yeah. there's no, we're not best friends now. I'm going to have to buy the meet and greet stand line yeah. like everyone else. And I will be a complete fan telling you how much I love you. I won't even reference the fact that I just interviewed you three days earlier. But when you're on my show, sit back, girl, because I'm driving the bus. It's a whole like just, yeah, it's a transaction. You just are in a different phase. I totally exactly. agree. And, listen, and same thing, if you see someone out three days later, I'm like, I don't even want to remind you that you're on this podcast. <laughs> you know, like, and they had a great time and it's all good, but it's just like, yeah, not, you kiki and you're
0: like, hey, it but was like
1: a business thing and you know,
0: it's a bit, it, this is a business. Yeah. I know on the outside for a lot of people, it doesn't look like that, but, you and I run businesses, right? right. This is our industry. And right. it just so happens that our industry is also filled with like a lot of false pretenses. It's yes. a lot of acting. And that's okay. We signed up for it. We know what we're stepping into. You know? Yeah. And there are people that are exceptions. Like you named Kelly Rippa, Ryan Seacrest, like you know, Gail King, Oprah Winfrey. Right. They are celebr okay. They are yes. celebrities. They are they are not like if JLo sees Oprah. She's not like, I don't know her, you know, like Oprah (laughs) gets to
1: go backstage at the (laughs) JLo. There's very few things I know for a fact. If Oprah wants to go backstage or she'll probably be invited. Yes, that's happening. So
0: there is an a level of entertainment journalists, journalists, reporters, you know, that obviously ascend to that. I am not one of them. And so what I'm saying is my interviews are transactional.
1: No, I get it. I, I, I totally—and <laughs> knowing people that do what we do, we don't need to mention any of but yes, people want their own—they have their own aspirations of mm-hmm. fame. And, like, that's okay, but that doesn't happen without totally. the actual work. Like, you have yes. to do the work. yes. But yes, it's mostly like then you think you're going to be this person's best friend. And that's, that's, because to me, it's like when I interview, it's mostly because I interview a lot of housewives and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I had a situation, like, you know, because here we are in Hollywood, like I ran into Sutton, you know, from Beverly Hills a few weeks ago. And I was like, she's like, I don't understand. Like, I know who you are. Like, why are you introducing yourself to me? I just assume, just, the, uh, right? Yeah. I just assume. Like, she's been on here like three or four, but not. It's not. You don't know me. Like, we haven't had right. like five dinners together. She's like, I know exactly who you are. So it's like, okay, well, it's still a moment, you mm-hmm. know. But that doesn't mean Am we're I, gonna be, yeah. Yeah,
0: and I love. I always introduce myself. Yeah, I could have interviewed always. you ten times, Same and I'm here. still gonna tell you, hi, I'm Liliana Vasquez yeah. from, you know, from the Today Show, from Access, from E News, and they're like. I know. Right. And then I love you're like, you. Or oh, we lo- well,
1: I guess, yeah. I yeah. guess so.
0: But I'm never going to make that assumption. I'm always going to come to you fresh and be like, hi, I'm Liliana. It's so wonderful to see you again.
1: Same thing. You know?
0: That's what I'm going to say.
1: Have you ever interviewed someone the opposite where like you just were so – but that's interesting what you said about Kip because I – that's amazing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if everyone really gets um, it. but Hugh Jackman
0: I could- is like that. Really? But- he so, he understands the soundbite. Oh, bite. totally. But he's also wow. just like so warm and fun and gracious. And I don't think that – I don't know that he would ever give a bad – even on his worst day, I actually don't know that he would ever give a bad interview. I think he's right. just such a warm, genuine human being like who's just joyful from the inside out. I think that's just what comes across in his interviews. Like the whole thing was so fun. Like I forgot that I was doing an interview and not that many people at his level make – Right Or have made me feel that way.
1: And the other thing is that I found some people will give you the sound bite that you need, but to me, sometimes it's so obvious, mm. and now it seems weird, but Kim, so good at what she does because I've never seen an interview with her where I'm like oh that you can hear the sound by it but you, it's so no, natural but it's interesting to hear you say she, that that she gives incredible. it to you like yeah. this is what you need I'm going to give it to you
0: like this girl like, you're just doing this. your
1: job and yeah. I get it yeah yeah, no. and now
0: help me do my job and that. thank you so much and made you feel like warm and present but you know it happens and then it's over and you're just like wow
1: that yeah. was
0: so easy why can't they all be like Kim right.
1: I listen. I think the whole world should be like the Kardashians, but that's a whole nother conversation for another. But not
0: dating Bad Bunny.
1: Not dating Bad Bunny. No, <laughs> not dating Bad Bunny.
0: Not our Bad
1: Bunny. Have you ever interviewed someone where like just the opposite, where you're just like, and they're just they're no they're not a Hugh Jackman, they're not a Kim, they are just they're not they're not the most pleasant person.
0: Yes, and I have this like correlation metric about who's going to be like that. So I worked at the Today Show for almost seven years. And, you know, I would just hang out in the green room waiting for my segment. And I'd go down there sometimes I was dressing models for a segment. So I'd had to be there two hours before we went live for a rehearsal or just to get them all ready. And so I would see everybody coming in for those earlier hours, which tend to book the bigger celebrities. Um, and so I'd be there, you know, from seven until 10. And oftentimes I would see huge stars come in with like one person. Sometimes they'd come in by themselves. And I was like, wow, that's really impressive. Then you would see people come in that you're like, where do I know them from? And they would have an entourage that would take up the entire U-shaped couch in the Today Show green room. And I'd be like, but why do they need so many people? And I would kind of keep that list in my head after I found out who they were. And then if I ever had to interview that person, I'd be like, oh, no, because I knew exactly the kind of person they were going to be based on the size of the entourage. I'm not saying the correlation is always right, but a lot of times
1: it is. Really?
0: Yeah. I felt like the more. I mean,
1: that makes sense. I mean, how many
0: people? Okay. First of all, you're not going into, like, you're not going to, like, the Cherry Hill Mall, you know, in New Jersey
1: to shop at, like, Nordstrom. I would never be that person. I just—and I I could really say that. Like, if Mm I—to me, it's like an—I really treat everything like business. I would just be like, why does anyone need to come? You know, right. Maybe you're one person. Here's
0: the the thing. Most of them would come hair and makeup ready, so I'm not even counting for, like, hair, makeup, glam, all that stuff, right? Like, the— Sometimes they'd come ready, like literally they'd walk in 10 minutes before they were ready to go. Um, So it's not like you're bringing, you know, hair, makeup, wardrobe. So even if you were, so say you brought hair, makeup, wardrobe, publicist, manager. Okay, that's five. Right. Plus you. That's six. That's still a lot. Right. I mean, I'm talking like Bill Murray would show up with one person. Like if Bill Murray can show up with one person, like does a housewife need sixteen people?
1: The housewives are the worst. I mean, (laughs) I'll be the one to say they're all like that.
0: I'm just saying I've seen a few of them, or I've seen you know people that have had more like kind of you know TV movie style careers that have a lot of people with them, and I never understood why they have so many people with them.
1: So who's your worst interview ever?
0: I knew you were going to ask me that. Okay, so I can't tell you who it is, but I can tell you what happened. Okay. And maybe just based on the context. Okay. Okay, So there is a big, huge movie coming out, massive cast, A-list all
1: A-list cast. I'm so so bad with movies, but go on. Yeah, I'm not going to get this. I think like Ocean's um, 11. I don't know. What do I don't know?
0: And um, this particular celebrity had done an interview that had aired prior to the junket. And there was a moment that happened in that interview that kind of got like picked up by everyone, right? Not viral, but like one everywhere. You heard heard it clipped, you know, you would hear it. So very much in like pop culture, everyone's talking about it. And so, you know, again, for people that are listening that don't know how junket works, usually you're told, don't ask this, don't talk about this. This is off limits. You follow that list. You're respectful of those questions because you want to keep your job and you want to keep the relationship with the publicist and ultimately the celebrity. So you follow the rules. There was no list given to me before I went into the interview. And so I went into the interview. um, This person was super complimentary, very sweet. And then I brought up that moment um, because, again, it had been brought up on every show in the country yeah. that you would think of. It happened on a network show. It wasn't like some obscure little thing, right? It was a huge show. And I brought it up and um, there was a deflect to the question and I could tell that the energy shifted in the room. Fine. Um, but I kept going. I'm a pro. Keep asking the questions. Um, celebrity kind of came back. I felt like I won them over again. We finished the interview. I thought it was... Fine. Right. I knew there was an odd moment, but we all recovered. And that's what I do. Sure. This is, I'm an interviewer. This is how what I do for my for my job. So I leave, go back to the office. I'm at 30 Rock and my bureau chief calls me into the office to say we have a problem. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, there's no way it could be that one little moment. Right. It's the only thing that had gone not even wrong. That just felt odd. Yeah. And it's that moment. And apparently this celebrity was so angry um, and the publicist was so upset by this question that had been asked a million times prior to me asking it, um, that that night on the red carpet for this massive global premiere, we were to put our cameras down when this celebrity walked the carpet. That's how angry they were at our show for me asking that one question. And so... As soon as that celebrity hit the carpet, the publicist stepped out, found me, scanned. I was num- I was position number two that night. Um, scanned me, looked at me dead in the eyes, and went like this. Yeah, it was brutal. It was brutal, and this was a a, a large premiere with many many celebrities. So it was awkward that we had to go cameras down. But apparently, this is not. News, and there's another outlet that also has to put cameras down for the celebrity. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. So. Yeah, no. Listen, I've been there where same thing. You know, you you know what maybe is a little tense, but Mm -hmm. you work up to it. You ask it. You feel the energy. You like read the room. Mm -hmm. Because I've also done the opposite where I'm like, oh, God. And then I'm like, wow, this person's going to play here today. Great. Great. But I've been there and I'm like, okay, I read the room and I'm switching, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And then everything's fine. And then it's like, why didn't we just address this when you were here? Like we just, you could have said. Like, you know, by the way, you could say, you know, listen, you know, I just, I really don't want to discuss that today. You know, there's oh, such a oh. profession. I don't know why nobody ever. It's like, if you say that, please do. It never, totally. it's always and after me, the fact. I mean, I've, I've listened, I've burned bridges. I mean, I don't of, of course. want to, it's right. not my goal, yeah. but I've burned where it's yeah. been like, I am not taking out a 25 minute segment why didn't this person stop? And by the way, why weren't you? In, wh- where were you? Where were you? Yeah. It was a Zoom. Why weren't you listening? Where were well, there's you? There's an
0: entire, you know, and at a junket, you know, just again setting the scenes for everyone. You're not having a private conversation in a room with just the two of you. There's like six camera people. The publicist right. is in the room. Their people are in the room, and if not, they're watching from an adjacent room. And trust me, they communicate very quickly. If you overstep boundaries or you say something that you shouldn't, they're like, okay, yeah. we're not going to talk about that. And if the Celebrity doesn't say it. Somebody will say it for them. Yeah. Um, there was no mention of this. And it honest, it's so funny because it was such a silly thing and it was actually like funny. Like it made yeah. them really personable and funny. And so I was like, why are they reacting like this? But to me, what was so upsetting to me first, like as a woman and as a, as a reporter, as a professional, is that to do that in in my world, on the press line that I stand in with my coworkers, right? And with my peers made me look like a chump. And you had to publicly like crucify me like that. Like who would ever treat another woman? Who would ever treat another person like that? And that's the piece that I didn't like. Like I'm standing here in a press line with my peers, with my coworkers, and you're going to publicly shame me about that. That's the piece I didn't like. I get it. If you don't want to do the interview, you could say, you know what? They're going to pass. Right. But instead of saying they're going to pass, they had to physically see us put down a camera. That piece is like that's nasty.
1: You're gonna have to tell me who this is off there. <laughs> no, honestly, off the record. Like, really, the one thing I off the record. I mean, the things I hear off You're the record really is off the record. When yeah. I tell you who it is, I'm so intrigued. No, I honestly, like, I'm code of I never repeat. I mean, I hear. Do you? Because you mentioned housewives, I mentioned yeah. something like, are you into housewives? Are yeah. you oh, kidding? I mean, I don't know.
0: Can you invite me back just to I talk yes, about housewives? Yes. Yes. I, you probably
1: I, thought you were just gonna talk about housewives here. I, <laughs> Trust me, you could come on as much as you want to talk about housewives.
0: I am obsessed with. Ha- I I live in the Bravo universe. I mean, I live in all reality TV. Like the 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 grittier and like lowbrow it is the better. Like, Ninety what? Day like, Fiance, do you, like, MILF
1: Manor. I I didn't no, watch I it. Watch I was that. going to watch. it. I have it. a son,
0: so I. Maybe I would have watched it if I wasn't a mom. But now that I'm a mom, like, that's that's really fucking weird. Um, well, I don't
1: think anyone really watched it. I, don't, I think the ratings were pretty bad. Really? I, okay, good. So it's yes. off the air now? Yeah, right. I don't think it's um, coming back. So
0: no, but I will watch, like, all the weird TLC. Like, I will watch all the weird TLC shows. Um, I don't watch a lot of, like, Naked and Afraid. Like, I won't watch those kinds of shows. Yeah, those um, I didn't. Yeah, but um, Love Island, like, all of that stuff. But all of it. Housewives is obviously, like... To me, I will watch almost every franchise, and then I love Vanderpump Rules.
1: So, I and mean— And, by the way, I
0: love Vanderpump. Vanderpump Rules. I didn't need Scandoval to be a fan. I fly my Vanderpump Rules flag all the time.
1: I mean, I have gone on— rec- I, mean, no, I think seasons eight and nine were not good the past no, two. but you still watched every episode. At, well, listen, I've said before, <laughs> it is, the to me, the best show that's ever existed on Bravo, uh, by far. Okay. Why, bad. why? Tell me why. Because— Do you know why? I yes. know why. Uh, Well, I believe why is because it's real like you couldn't make this stuff up like you have this guy Jax and he's dating this girl They're, they are the first couple of reality TV and then out of every you have some other affairs and you cheat but out of everyone you sleep with this girl Kristen who happens to be your good friend Tom's girlfriend and she's also really good friends with Stasi. that just sets the scene and then you have this new kid out of nowhere James Kennedy he could date anyone he wants anyone and he's now dating Kristen who you to date. It's like it was it never ended. It was the gift that just kept going and going and going and it got more intertwined. And then you have Lala with Randall. It's like you couldn't make and it really was real. It wasn't like they were trying to be fake with any of this.
0: Well, I think you you 100% touched on what makes it so watchable and so entertaining. And the thing that they all have in common that was very different at the time when it premiered was that Those kids, because they were kids at the time, had nothing to lose. And when you come to set or to your show with nothing to lose, what you get is fire. And that's what we got for many, many seasons. That's what we used to get with Housewives. Remember how crazy they were? Yeah. Now they all have brands to protect. They all want to build a brand. So they see it as a platform. Whereas Vanderpump was more like real world style like these kids yeah. had nothing to lose what were they gonna lose their like studio apartment in North Hollywood like what yeah. you know what I'm saying their and job and they didn't understand Sir, a
1: brand like they they, they really came know. in with no objective it, it, was,
0: it was like the wild wild west of reality TV when that show launched and they were able to maintain that for a long time. It yes. started, I think, what you were saying, like in seasons eight and nine. Like when they
1: brought in like Max and bread yeah, and like it was, a whole. And, then
0: to, and the second that Tom and Tom became investors in Tom Tom, then you started to see that shift. And you're like, OK, now they have something to lose, right? Yeah. Then they are curbing that crazy a little bit too much and it's not as entertaining
1: yeah clearly
0: tom did not curb his crazy because here we are with scandival but to me that is the magic of vanderpump is that those kids had nothing to lose and it was amazing to watch like as a viewer and as a fan of reality tv like i'm taking a writing class at ucla and i was you know working on a script, on a spec script for Emily in Paris. And I sent a note to my professor and it was the weekend that Scandivall happened. And I was under deadline, under pressure, and I just like wasn't able to write well. And I was like, listen, I'm like really stressed. And I said, and by the way, I don't know if you watch Vanderpump Rules, but I just want you to know that I could take this class, ace it, go on to win an Oscar. I will never write a script that is better than what is happening on TV right yeah. now when it comes to Vanderpump Rules. And he wrote, it's true. And he wrote me back. And he said – I don't know what Vanderpump Rules is, but I'm intrigued. Class just ended. He went back and watched. And he was like, I think you might be right. You cannot write a better show. Like, we talk about setup, build, and payoff as a writer. Like, that's what you work towards. There's no better setup, build, and payoff than this. And this this
1: season (laughs) was good even before this. But now it's like, I mean, where are you on this whole... Why? Like, why is it this big? Like, it's big, I guess. To, I mean, I'm actually not as outraged as the rest of the world. But
0: I, I don't, I've
1: done my own analysis, so why? Yeah, as to I mean, I've, I've,
0: you know, I've, it ebbs and flows for me in terms of outrage. Um, first and foremost, I want to say that the hate that Rachel is getting versus the hate that Tom is getting is completely, like, one-sided. I've
1: talked about this. So, you have, and wh- okay. Why do you think that it's just misogyny? It's and, misogyny. Like, yeah.
0: It's misogyny. By the way, this, happens all, it, this doesn't just happen in their affair. This happens all the time. There's always so much hate put on the woman, and then the man just kind of walks away, right? He can kind of fade away. That's not okay, and I hate seeing other women go after her, especially her castmates, so hard, and then they're not bringing the same vitriol to Tom. I don't get it. Or they say that they are, but they're really not. Um, So that in itself, they are both guilty parties. It takes two to tango. Yeah. Um, And I don't like that. Um, So that's one thing that I have to say because I do feel like all of that anger and hate is directed at Rachel, as it should be, but it should equally be directed to Tom. Um, I'm not sure why it caught everyone's attention. I mean, the New York Times wrote a piece. I know. When Vanderpump Rules makes the New York, I pitched it as a story to ABC News and they actually were like, you know what? Maybe. I got a maybe because the New York Times had covered it. I would have never gotten a maybe six months ago. There's no no way. Um, You know, I think everyone's been cheated on. I think everyone has dealt with betrayal. It's all very relatable. Um, And, you know, whether it's betrayal on that level, so it's something that we can all relate to. And, I think that we, not we, I know, I know how powerful the Bravo universe is. I know the fandom of that world, but I think the rest of the world that doesn't live in this space with us maybe, or maybe isn't as vocal about it. Like it brought to light, like, even if you're just like touching on it, you're still really invested in this.
1: Yeah. I mean, I forgot there was some celebrity and I forgot who it was. I think it was but it was some it wasn't like an it wasn't like a Julia Roberts but okay. it was some like person that should not even know who like Tom Was it and- Rihanna? No, because okay. her at least—but they were asking him on the red carpet, like, what's your goal of the evening? Had nothing to do—and he's like, my goal of the evening is to find out what's really going on with Scandavall. And I'm like, this is—to what to me, the That's New amazing. York Times, that was the yeah. end for—I was like, yeah. this is literally insane.
0: And you know what I also think that article did was maybe you weren't a Vanderpump rules fan before this but when you read that article if you needed something to binge watch that was mindless and easy and you could put on his background noise and laugh and like relive like 10 years ago in like West Hollywood like that's the show you put on so maybe you didn't watch it but it created fans out of people that weren't fans before too because it's really fun to watch and to try and unpack all of this for someone that just came in season 10, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not that person for you. No. I, I can't, I can't do that
1: for you. No. Like, I you, mean, but did you see like on, there was like on TikTok and people were drawing like diagrams <laughs> of like,
0: yeah, this was, like, person this slept to or that friend. person and yeah. uh, this
1: person, it's like, and then here and these, I was like, yeah, no, this is a real, because you start to follow the diagram. And you're like, okay, no, you, you guys got everything no, right got here. It. Yeah. And it's so
0: funny. Like, I can't remember like important things in my life because no. I didn't need a diagram. It all lived here rent-free.
1: It all (laughs) lives there rent-free. I mean, now—because, like, you know, now—because Kristen made her one. Now they're talking that Kristen might be brought in to actually confront Raquel on camera. Stassi's going on record to say, like, she's the only one that could do it. Like,
0: Yeah, but then Stassi's saying in her podcast that, you know, she didn't even know if she wanted to talk about it because it takes her back to, like, a lot of trauma that she's worked really hard to step out of. But it's like, you know, I hear her say that, and then I think— I think the pull is just so strong; she can't even stay out of it. But do you know the icky? Well, she's
1: going yes, but she's going on a tour now with her podcast. I know, of course, she is. That will come off. Okay,
0: but so I'm glad that you brought that up because I will say one of the things I also don't like about this is I don't like the monetization of heartbreak. Oh yeah, that is starting to get out of control, and I don't like seeing like Sheena and Stassi, and I, I don't like the monetization that like putting up paywalls to hear your episode that's not cool I mean y- listen Ariana looked amazing britney have
1: a podcast now
0: I know it's like I don't that's icky to me by the way Ariana's closest friends are not talking
1: right they're not really talking oh honey I know because my booking team has tried many people related to this whole experience and they're not a, a lot of them are like you know like Jeremy Maddox like they'll say like oh great definitely interested like we'll get back to you let's see what Ariana says like everyone is checking with her yeah in her you know I've tried everyone in her actual circle yes
0: yeah like I I mean Lala it's too much I, I,
1: I, I, do I saw need- something where she said, like, you know, I'm so—do you see this post where she's like, I'm so sick of, like, every other post on my feed is scandable, and I'm so sick of—and people, people are like, sweetie, but you're talking about it Do you know how 7. an algorithm works? Yeah.
0: Like, it feeds you what you consume and what you put out. Right? Like, I I love Lala as a character. I don't know her, obviously. I love her as a character on the show. I mean, she's been great to watch. She's
1: great. Um, I
0: know she's gone through a lot. And as a mom, like, I empathize with what she's going through. But with this, I do feel like, you know, I think back to the fight that they had at James and Rachel's engagement party. And I just think, like, you're not really friends. Like, Why are you so activated? Or are you only activated because, well, I called it celebrity by association. This is like, you know, relevance by association.
1: And I think it's like, I mean, look, uh, my sources, I've said this before on this podcast, my sources have told me that. Ooh, go. I mean, look, now do we know for sure? But my sources told me that everyone got, you know, a pay cut for this season. Like it was on its last leg. Not Lisa, of course, and that regardless of the money, but I know for a fact, like, they were told, like, you better figure something out. No, I'm not saying it's fake. I'm just saying that the people that are not involved in it without the heartbreak are probably like, well, I guess we figured it out. Like, if you're Sheena or Lala or James— I mean, I, I don't I I I don't understand why James is so activated. You weren't dating her at the time. So I just think you have a group of veterans that really know what they're doing, and you're yeah. probably like, Well, we were told that this really probably was the last leg of right. the damn show. And well, all now so I think they are all stirring it. 24 yeah, 7 it
0: reeks of desperation it's, yeah i don't i don't like it and you know i also think like for lala i mean for lala for ariana it'll it'll be like a wake-up call she's gonna go back and look at all this when she comes out this is re like this is a cri- she is in crisis you can't right. see when something like this happens to you you're not thinking straight you're not see i mean it takes months years for people i mean this is her partner of a decade this isn't like her 22 year old boyfriend they share a life together they share a home together like This is, I imagine somebody she thought she was going to spend the rest of her life with, right? Maybe not married, but like they were partners. So she's going to have to take stock of what has happened. And she's going to come out of this and look back and be like, was that behavior okay? Like, are they my friends? Like, were they really like making money off of something that I went through? That really happened to her. And I'm not saying that I haven't enjoyed consuming it because I have. I'm just saying if it had happened to me and my friends were out doing tell-all podcasts and I remember that weekend when it leaked or when it all happened and they were all talking and then by month, by Sunday it had slowed down like it was like a fountain right and you would like turn the faucet because I think Bravo sent them reminders of their contracts to say hey remember like you're we're in first position with you
1: yeah. Nothing about
0: this show, whether it happens in real life or on camera, should be talked about without our approval. And then you saw slowly the faucet turn off. And yes. now they're just regurgitating old stuff that you've already heard because they can't talk about it. They're under gag order. Unless it's happening on Watch yeah. What Happens Live for a Bravo account that's run by them or during yeah. the reunion. They're not, they can't say anything.
1: Right. They can't yeah, say no, anything. and because they're really not saying anything they're at not this saying point. Anything. They're just like I'll say, Sheena I'll, I'll
0: save you the eight ninety nine for Sheena's podcast. She doesn't say anything.
1: Right. Like she Sheena said, like, you know, I'm mourning the loss of my friend Raquel. And, yeah. okay, well, like, right, we're stretching that out. This one's <laughs> upset about this. It's it, it is a bunch of regurgitation. I did not
0: listen to that one. That was the one she just had lala, yeah, on, right? Where yeah. she's
1: just like, I'm mourning the loss. I'm like yes. Really? I'm like, I, I didn't even know they were that good of friends to she be honest, She said she was you. like her mother. I didn't even, and then I also, I mean, I guess I also didn't realize, I never realized Sheena and Ariana were such good friends.
0: That I did. That I felt like I knew. Yeah. So I don't think I
1: knew that. I mean, I thought they were all friends. I just never knew that. No, I feel like they've been close for
0: a really long time, and I feel like I've known that from the show or from reading stuff. Um, So I understand, like, her closeness, but still, she's still making a ton of money. I mean, by the way, Sheena has also did this with Tom. Like, we saw it happen. Like, she had him on her podcast to talk about his divorce. Katie was really angry about it.
1: And Katie this- just re- her recent thing is, which isn't such a. It's you're just giving your opinion at this point. I get the sound bites are going to be picked up, but Katie just you know blah what did she blah blah. Say? She said, you know, beware to Schwartz. Like you know, if th- like if you did this, like if Raquel did this with you, Sandoval would have like your best friend in the world would throw you down the river. Mm-hmm. So before you go and be so loyal, but like that's not saying anything. Now they're just giving their opinions, and it's yeah. But that's Katie's latest, like, you know, Tom Sandoval would have thrown you. Do you know when like, the
0: reunion airs?
1: No. Okay. I think I heard, like, June. Oh,
0: my God. God. maybe june? may yes we
1: have a long way to go Th-
0: they should just release it now like we they have should a long they should do one way. a month until the real i no june i
1: do love june. the picking back up of the cameras though that's yeah. i love that i do too. i wonder i think that's going to be more i think that's going to affect reality tv more now like i think cuz they did it on atlanta too with like yep, drew and ralph right. like right. so i think that's like the world we live in like things change so fast i think you're just going to have to start up. picking up cameras by the
0: way if peacock doesn't do uh, behind-the-scenes special with the EP of Vanderpump roles, like, why not? I, I, I am putting myself—I will put my— uh, Yes, you can—I will do it for do free. You wanna,
1: do you want to— Yes, I will. Do you want to w- host a Vanderpump want, after show with, with me? The, <laughs> with the producers? Let's, let's do it. Only
0: with the producers and the—that's it. Like, I, yeah. I don't really need the—I don't need the no. cast. That's not really that interesting to me. I've already heard it 10 times. I want to know yeah. what happened that—like, where you were, what happened, who did you call—like, I want to know— the logistic. I want to know the messiness. I want to know
1: why you. Because re- I mean, there are things you watch now. I mean, Andy goes on and he's like, "We didn't re-edit." Mm-hmm. I mean, there are things you're just like, "How is this not re-edited?" And I just also, little little glances. You're like. I don't believe it anymore. Trust me.
0: The mid-season trailer that they released like two weeks ago, yeah. I want to interview that editor. Because yeah. the way they cut it, they took bites that already existed and made it seem like it was part. It, it was brilliant. Yeah. I think they should win an Academy Award for reality. Yeah. They don't have one. But if they did, well, that maybe. editor would win it.
1: What do you think of, you know, Beverly Hills now? No one has a diamond yet, but like we have an appearance by Kim Richards, who I think is actually going to get a diamond. You
0: think so? She's not going to be friend of?
1: I don't know. I mean, she is coming on to like, well, I mean, we have her. Denise is filmed. Camille is filmed.
0: Yeah. Camille's never getting a diamond again.
1: You don't think so? I don't think Andy would do that. Teddy, I can't Uh. believe, I know. Oh, no, I'm like not a. Are teddy you a teddy No, oh, not okay, at all. I'm not either. No, I mean, her and I have had like you know she <laughs> oh, likes, I didn't know there's beef. well she likes to say when I do have people on here that I've interviewed she'll say look I mean we all know how the business works you don't there's plenty of things you could run anything without giving credit to someone yeah. but there are people way bigger mm-hmm. than Teddy that have podcasts that will say like you know this happened on Behind the Velvet Rope that's really all but Teddy is so insecure that she will purposely go out of the way to. Yeah, see, I'm like when I truly have beef with you, then I don't. Then it's yeah, like it's, the, the interview's off and it's like now I'm gonna voice my opinion. <laughs> She'll truly go out of her way to just leave that fact out because she's insecure, which there's no reason for her to be insecure. No at all. You're friends with Kyle, you were real house of Beverly Hills, just say this happened on Behind the Velvet. Yeah, That's what? just one sentence. Like it's not gonna get me any more listeners. It's not it doesn't really work like that. It's just, just say it. it's just the principle. It's yeah, just t- uh, the principle. I'm
0: a principle girl.
1: So, therefore, I'm not such a Teddy fan. Yeah, I'm not. Because she a teddy goes fan. out of her way to do this. So, it's I just like, think she's boring TV. Yeah, she is. And I
0: don't like her wellness thing. I'm, no. I have like a real thing with that. That's like, that's.
1: Mm, mm. Yeah.
0: It's predatory. And I'm I'm not. And it's not just her. No. I have, I have a thing against all of that entire category of business. The all in. Yeah. yeah, I'm not into it. But yeah,
1: no, listen, I. I, I don't I think get they're it.
0: getting diamonds. You don't? You think it's no, all. I think and we th-
1: don't even know if Kim, I know, has filmed more than one episode. Yes. Because Kim is coming on to kind of avenge the, the takedown of Kathy Hilton. I mean, I understand. She's probably like, you did this to me, mm-hmm. and now you and turned now, on Kathy. Kathy. But I don't know if we're getting Kathy. I don't know.
0: I think we'll get pop. I think they're really smart to sprinkle in these people because it makes you watch. Like you're watching for the episode. When did they come on? Are they going to like string it out over a couple of episodes? like i I think it's smart. I think I love a guest appearance. I mean, sitcoms have done it for years, very successfully. You don't it's think a strategy. So. I think they're just guest stars. And on guess our what?
1: Shows. Nobody is talking about the exit of Lisa Rinna anymore. It's like she. This is why I oh never. God. Yeah, we listen. I never. When Bethany was gone, yep. Vanderpump. I'm always. I really believe Stasi, I believe like the sum of the whole is greater than its parts. I've always. I never. It's
0: great that you think that because they don't.
1: No. Well, and most people don't <laughs> either. Most people are like it was never good since Lisa left or Bethany. I yeah. mean, yeah, we've had bad seasons, yeah. but nothing really. Like I said last season, my listeners are. Sick and tired of hearing this, but I said in the second week, I'm like Lisa's going to be fired, a hundred percent, thousand
0: percent, that had to happen. Because like
1: we think, like producers, like we know it. The, whether just you can't continue. Same thing with Dorinda that season. She like when you overpower the show, you can't go on. Mm-hmm. But now look, it's like Lisa never was there. No one's talking. Nobody's about it talking. No. no
0: one's talking about. It. And I think you're right. I mean, I think a lot of times they think that they are the North star of the show and it's your, the franchise is bigger. Like that world is bigger than you. you, I'm sure you're very famous and very successful and very wealthy. And those are wonderful things, but like the show doesn't need you. You need the show. It's like the best business advice I was ever given was like, wherever you work, fill in the blank, they don't need you. Like they are in the interest of them, not of you. You need to always remember that.
1: Always, I said that in my next life, which there's no time in this one, I would start a reality TV school and be like, or just for housewives. This is what you do to get on the show. This is what you do your first year.
0: You should start. And this is
1: said with no arrogance. It's like
0: a pageant coach, but a reality TV coach.
1: And this in your fifth. In my number one rule is every day you're filming. Every day, I don't care if you're in your 10th year making over a million dollars. every day. You hold up a mirror and you look into it and you say, I am nothing special. I can be replaced (laughs) today. That is my number one advice. Really. It's like the best- Everybody's replaceable. Everyone loses sight of that somehow. I
0: know. Well, I mean, listen, they get a lot of fame. They make a lot of money. They have fans that are constantly just like pumping them full of hot air. And eventually, like, I mean, they'll find another housewife to- be a fan of. And
1: the fans then will forget about you when the new, yeah. you know, they'll still want your yeah. picture, you know, when you're in an airport somewhere, but short of that, right?
0: Yeah. They're forgettable. Everybody's forgettable.
1: Everyone's forgettable. I mean, forgettable. not everybody.
0: Not, 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 not people that are on Becoming an Icon. Not, what well, <laughs> obviously,
1: icons. who, who do you want? You're going to have to come back and I could talk Housewives with you I know. for hours. We didn't even
0: get to talk Hamptons, which is we like the talk, second home of the Housewives. Well, the New York
1: Housewives. Do you love being in the Hamptons?
0: I love it so much. Because we both
1: summer in the Hamptons, we decided that we discussed that before we went on air.
0: Yes. Which you you
1: never meet people in LA that actually are like in the Hamptons. No, a ton of people in LA
0: have gone to visit and stay with friends, but it's rare that you find somebody else that has a home in the Hamptons and that spends, you know, a nice part of their summer there. It's rare. I mean, obviously, I'm a New York transplant. I moved here during the pandemic. So we were never going to give up our house in Montauk. We love it there. It's like our special place and we love the community and we just love being out there. So it's fun that you are like... Not necessarily my neighbor because Montauk is truly the end of the world. It's, it is the
1: yeah, everyone thinks Hamptons. I'm like Sag Harbor to Montauk is like you know a good forty five minutes. I mean sometimes an hour right, and thirty. An hour. Like I in know. peak
0: summer, like good luck. Like it's not happening. Um, but it is so fun and it's fun to be out there and you see all the housewives. I mean, how many times do I need to see Ramona downtown Sag Harbor? Like I just can't with That's the clear Le-bib- visor.
1: Biblo okay. K. <laughs> you cannot go there without seeing 79,
0: May- 79- What is it? Fifty nine May yeah. in yeah. South. Yeah, in South. Yeah,
1: like I. 75 main. I
0: 75 mean I'm not a big Southampton girl.
1: Um, I'm not really a big Southampton girl not, either. You're not, yeah. I'm SAG first, where I live, and obviously. then East probably second. Okay.
0: Yeah, I would say— The shopping
1: in East is good. I
0: mean, it's, it's, the
1: it's, it's the best. It's
0: the best. It's the best. Yeah, for me, obviously, Montauk, and if I ever do leave,
1: which is rare, I rarely leave. I, listen, I get it, because I have— Friends in Montauk that— They
0: don't—we don't leave.
1: No. And then we get into a—they're like, but you never come you, to see us. I'm like— It's an hour and a half Yeah, it's, it's an hour and a half but away. But
0: it's the most beautiful place piece of you what, just because it's
1: at the end. You love Duriers, I you loved, love, Crow's I, I love Crow's Nest.
0: Crow's Nest. I, mean, I know. like I love- I have
1: friends that live there. They're like, we're not going to Duries ever. It sucks. We're going to Crow's Nest. It's with the real people that live yeah, here. I, know. I love
0: Crow's Nest. Um yeah, we also good. go at four forty five. Like I I'm know, not fucking around no. with like summer crowds. No. Like I'm not playing with you. Like we're I not know. we're not pretending that we like all live here. Like, no. we live here. We pay taxes. We support the library. Like, we support our community ready to shelters.
1: Go to a, I'm ready to go out at 5, have my first drink yeah. at 5.05. Same. I, I'm good about being Same. home. I'm right.
0: not, like, trying to I be. Know. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be at Surf Lodge. Like, let's oh, God, People no. are like, do you want? I'm like, don't even say that to me. Like, it's, that's not my vibe. We're not going there. We're it is not,
1: not my vibe no. in any way. My shape backyard or form. is my vibe. Yes. We have
0: pools. We have apérol spritzes. We have tequila. Like we have music. We have great neighbors. Like we have everything you could ever want. It Why would really you leave my house? Is the
1: one of the most? I mean, really, it's one of the most magical places. Is there
0: I, anything like that in L.A. or California? Like, is there a Hamptons of L.A.? Like Palm Springs?
1: Is it? I don't I mean. I'm not, probably I'm, it's like because it's two hours away. Yeah, I mean, look, I know I'm like a New Yorker. That's how yeah, I self-identify. Okay. My splitting my time between these three places. This is this is new LA. But so like it's funny because I have a lot of friends out here. Like they introduced me. Oh, this is David. He just moved here. I'm like, okay, Kay. let's back up. <laughs> I did not just move here. I have a residence here, but I do not live. You know, so I'm like one of those like. So you, I love it here. I do. So
0: you never say you live in L.A. because I'm, I'm, I still kind of. But you
1: live here, I think more than I do. Yeah, so I, I live could here see more why than, you would yeah, say. It. Yeah,
0: I say, well, I, I, and I don't really say I live in L.A. because I don't live in L.A. I live in the South Bay. I live in Hermosa Beach, which is I say that because I think it represents a very different part of L.A. And I don't like, love the LA-ness of LA sometimes. Like, we live at the beach. Like, we're beach people. We have a house. I mean, we...
1: This is why you live at Montauk. This is why I live in Montauk. And I'm not... Sh- Listen, I love it here. Yeah. But I don't know... That's a This is, like, a good psychological... Like, <laughs> I, I don't know why I don't say I live. Yeah. I mean, I really do So what do you split say? My time. Do you say
0: I split... I have a place in Los I Angeles? I say I split my
1: time between... New York, LA, and the Hamptons, which does make me sound like a douche. I should just say I'm bi coastal, but that's is not, also but the same, slightly right, bougie, is bougie not, It's not
0: douchey. It's bougie, bougie which is but different. But I am
1: in the Hamptons in a way more than New York at times, so that's okay. why I clarify that. But I mean, I don't know. I guess I just, I guess I just don't self-identify yeah. as an LA person, but I truly— I don't either. You know, is this is what I truly tell people. Like, I lived in New York City, like, for years and years and years, but now it's like taking that out of it. Like, if I lived in the Hamptons full-time, mm-hmm. I would lose my mind in the off-seasons. Yes. If I lived here full-time, I would literally—I can't even imagine how crazy. I would go, no offense. And same thing with New York now. I can never live in New York City. Full-time. So I have—these are all full-time yeah. residences. Like, I could stay here forever, right. but I really— I mean, I'm also a Gemini. So I've just recently figured out in my life that this is such a perfect combination it's, for me. Like, do I miss LA extensively when I'm not here? Yes. Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's goals. I miss New York still all the time. I'm there for work. And I, I, when I land at JFK and I have to sit in traffic for an hour and 20 minutes to get to my hotel, I cannot wait. I still miss it. Like, it feels like
1: and for me it's like i miss new york the least in the city i just think because my break from there it's like it's that is what i've really like i i know it so well Mm -hmm. so i think just like having a residence in the hamptons and here is newer
0: yeah that makes sense so
1: but listen if you took this new york presence of mine away then i would be like I would be freaking out. You'd be sad. Yeah, right. you'd be, I'd be like, wait, who I? I either live in I? LA or the Hampton. And I so... can't live
0: in either of those places Right, full time. so really,
1: yeah. I am a New Yorker, but I yeah. just, I love it here, too. Yeah, you know? I always
0: say that. I'm like, oh, we just moved. We didn't. We've been here for over two years.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't even think I knew you lived in New York before. Yeah, oh, wow. my whole life. I mean, oh, wow. since college. Oh, I don't know. And I'm not
0: young. And but, I And enough, my son I know. was born at UCLA. It's so much. I'm like, what? My, right,
1: that's like. My
0: baby wasn't born at Mount Sinai in New York. He was born no at UCLA. Hospital in Westwood. He's an LA baby.
1: Wow. It's yeah. Crazy. I don't know. I just. Oh, I think because of E. I just always yeah. associated you with. Oh my LA. god. That's so.
0: That's such a new. Yeah. Like now identity. that I'm meeting so you. Weird. Like I'm like
1: okay. I, I I see it. You have a New York vibe. Yeah. I get it. I don't know. I just yeah yeah. And then we'll wrap up. But we. I oh. This is what I say about the Hamptons though. Things that bother you. Things that would bother mm-hmm. you anywhere else in the world. Don't like for instance like in Sag Harbor now. I live in like a condo development that has mail but like if you live in the village of Sack Harbor there's no mail you have to get a post a PO box. <laughs> so like last summer I was like oh my god like if you, if you told me I had to go wait in line at the post office in LA or New York to get my mail I would be like i mean, That's that's not happening. It's there, amazing. I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna stroll. Oh my god, it's do you live here too? It's oh cool. yeah, yeah. We
0: get to talk to neighbors. Oh yeah.
1: This line is tw- you know twenty minutes long. Okay, whatever. Don't worry about it. Like, oh my
0: gosh, are you kidding? Right, like
1: things that would bother you anywhere else don't bother you in the Hamptons. Um, how
0: about paying fourteen dollars for chocolate chip cookies at Round Swap Farms? It's in what world would I ever spend fourteen dollars on a bag of chocolate chip cookies? Gladly at Round Swamp in Montauk. It's or like eight dollars for one tomato. You're like, take it, keep the change. It's a mind. It's
1: so (laughs) so the prices are no joke. Yeah, they're no joke.
0: No, they. I they always say that they judge inflation by the price of a lobster roll at Durier's. I cannot wait to see their menu. I think they open May 11th. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't wait to see what it's listed for. Like on this the season's menu, this,
1: Like the end of April, I'm going to be back there for the most part. We tell everyone about your podcast again as we wrap up, but you really listen, you need to come back. I, I would have I, I, I started with the Scandal and everything else if I knew that you were interested. And Are I you mean, kidding? I knew you were interested, but was, I, mean, I have so many more questions for you. But tell everyone we'll, about we'll this podcast. We'll do great a part, part two. Yes. yes. So,
0: Becoming an Icon, new episodes launch every single Wednesday. Uh, we're currently doing all of our JLo deep dive, but coming up, we have Shakira, which is again so much to talk about. We love and you know, love it's Shakira. the perfect blend of music and. And pop culture and it's such a joy and like such an easy listen whether you're like working out or in your car um and yeah you can listen to it on apple podcast or on the iheart music app
1: i love it thank you so much i'll share your socials with everyone Please and do. like i could talk for hours so you have to come I back i'd love to thank you thank you bye guys